Well, hello. Welcome to Empty Nester Therapy. My name's Rich. And this is Amy. Welcome to season two. Episode two. Two, two. Yep. Two, two. two Episode two. two. Season two. And <laughs> technically it's our 21st, 22nd episode. I mean, we've done 20. And this is our second. So it's. Yeah, we have a lot. A lot of twos around there. Two, 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 two. two. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to uh, uh, Empty Nester Therapy. And this is not therapy. This is... Our therapy. Our therapy. I noticed that you s- switched chairs. Yeah, uh, I couldn't do the side eye thing with you anymore. I know. So. It's kind of funny, right? So I don't now, know if you could like actually tell if I was talking. Okay, that's not nice. No, I mean, I think because you can't <laughs> see me. I could hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, we're continuing our series, um, Impossible Things. And um, hopefully if you're listening and this is the first episode, go back and listen to episode one, season two, episode one. We kind of kick off kind of of the preface or the kind of the intro to impossible things. What are impossible things? It's almost like stranger things, but it's impossible things. When you just, you can't effort it yourself. Right. And somebody or something needs to intervene for you. Right. Yep. But to kick it off. Do you have a fun fact? I do. Fun fact. I do. So um, we live in Portland, Oregon. And Portland, Oregon is a city that seems to have more nicknames than necessary. But Rip City. I'm going to go through just some of the official ones. Bridgetown. And um, give a little bit of history on on a few of them, okay? Okay, I'm ready. So the official official nickname for this city is actually the Rose City. The Rose City, aka Rose City, but it's it's supposed to be City of Roses, is what it's supposed to be. Okay. And it started off by um, Mrs. Pedock, who was in the Pedock Mansion. She had a beautiful Mm -hmm. garden, and in 1889, she loved to show off her all of her roses, and she had tons of roses. And she she also was very instrumental in the Lewis and Clark Centennial Celebration in 1905. Okay. Which you know Lewis and Clark were kind of came down the river and kind of Mm -hmm. discovered the area, and there were 200 miles of roses planted on the sides of the roads for that centennial. And that's where the nickname came from. Wow. Um, is uh, Rose City. The other one is Rip City. You mentioned yep. that one a little bit earlier. So do you know where that came from? Came from the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, but it's really specific. There's a specific story. Yeah, it was in a game and the announcer talked about the ball ripping the net, Rip City. Well, um, Is that partly right? No. I'm guessing. So. so in the playoff games in 1970, right. uh, they made a half court shot and it ripped, like kind of was like ripped it, like ripped the net. And when they were being interviewed about the, the story in Sports Illustrated, right. the person that was being interviewed said, he ripped it. It's Rip City. And that stuck because it was in the magazine. Ah. So it was from a half court shot that was made that won the game, that playoff game in 1970. Because we won the national championship in 1971. I guess. I don't really know anything beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever you say is good. Um, um, what about Stumptown? One, another one is Stumptown. So it was easier to cut down the trees than to pull out the stumps. And they would actually, before there were sidewalks, literally jump stump to stump. Because if you've mm-hmm. ever been to Portland, you can see that it's just filled with trees. trees. So as they were building Portland, they would just 
cut the trees and there were just stumps left and they would just jump from stump to stump. Um, Stumptown coffee. Yep. And so that's where Stumptown came from. Mm -hmm. Bridgetown. Bridgetown is, or Bridge City, um, we have uh, the Willamette River runs right through downtown. And if you've ever been to Portland, it literally cuts the city in two. And so to make it to east and west sides of the city, you have to go across the bridge. So do you right. know how many bridges there are? Nine. Twelve. Oh. <laughs> But you were really confident. I'm so confident with nine. <laughs> nine bridges. <laughs> so far, you've been pretty confident in your, in your answers. I wouldn't say they're 100% correct, but you're pretty confident. Um, there's another one. It's called PDX. PDX. And why? I'll let you answer this PDX question. PDX is the airport code. The airport code. It's the three digit airport code. So you hear a lot of times people say PDX. We have a world renowned airport. It has won like what eight nine years in a row. Right. It's the and best it's, air, and it's airport. under construction right now. It's going to be amazing. Beautiful. It's going to be amazing. If you ever fly, it's a small airport, but it's super awesome. They have like little pet centers. They have right. a theater of like little short films because obviously you're not there for a long time. They have live music. I think one of the best things about the Portland Airport is the law that says you can't charge more money in the airport than you would charge outside I know. the airport. Isn't that amazing? Like if right. you eat at a Burger King at the airport, it's the same cost as the Burger King outside the airport. Yeah, it's it's not law. like it's jacked actually up a law. to like $30 burger or anything. Because they have you caught in the airport. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. All right. Another one is called Silicon Forest. Ooh. Um, so we all know about Silicon Valley where there's a lot of like tech companies mm -hmm. and industries right. but because we have the trees we're called forest and as a side note the silicon beach right is la right and the silicon desert is phoenix okay just as a side note and cool. the last one for tonight is portlandia portlandia it's a tv so, show it's not though so it is but the first portlandia is the brass is the copper statue that's above City Hall that right. was installed in 1985. Right, I remember that. And if you haven't been to Portland, if you come, you, you do want to go to City Hall and look up and there's this beautiful like goddess that's kind of leaning over and it's a beautiful uh, copper statue and she is called Portlandia. However, this is another fun fact. It is the second largest copper statue in the U.S., second only to Miss Lady Liberty. Statue of Liberty, wow. Yeah. So there you go. Claim to fame. Fun facts of Portland. All of the names. Fun facts. There you go. Nice. You're always really good with those. So we are continuing our theme of impossible things. Right. And uh, one of the things that I have always been struck by um and and maybe it's maybe it's just because people are just incredibly generous is um, how God has provided provisions for us, right? You know how He's taken care of us in so many different ways. Absolutely, yeah. I think um, you know when you need something, whether it's money or food, yeah, or uh, a job, yeah, or a house, or something big that you can't just solve it, and you need actually God to provide for you. You need something to intervene. I mean, yeah. there have been times when we have had. Zero money. Yep. And I mean, 
you know, 45 cent mac and cheese. Yeah. And that was like dinner, dinner, you know, and I remember we had this little bank in Ohio and they were so cute because we got paid weekly. We were both working temp jobs. So we got paid on every Friday and we would write a check and it wasn't going to go through and it was going to bounce and it was Thursday and they would hold it. It was like one of those little hometown banks banks, man. and they would hold it until Friday knowing that we always got paid on Friday because why charge us a fee? We can't pay for the fee. We can't pay for the check. And I feel like that was provisions, right? Like they, they really, um, they would call us on our phone, like call us at our work phone because we didn't have cell phones. Right. And say, um, are you getting paid Friday? (laughs) (laughs) We were so bad. And they would hold our checks for us. And, and that was, uh, that was really kind. I always feel like we got jobs and God provided things quickly. Oh yeah. We always got jobs really fast. Figuring out ways to get to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't scared to work and scared to do anything. No. I mean, we talked about another previous episode where you sat and, you know, yeah. you worked at an indie car. I and, packed boxes at Pepsi. Yeah, we, we weren't scared to work, but sometimes it just didn't bring in enough money. I remember mm-hmm. um, one time we, we were living in Ohio and we did not have any money. Right. And we, we were looking at each other and we we're like, we don't really have food for dinner tonight. And I think it was probably Thursday night or something because we were going to get paid on Friday. Right. And uh, this couple from our church, another young couple, they were like, hey, we're in town. We're in your area. We thought we'd take you to ice cream. And we're like, oh, yeah. And we walked out and we went and had ice cream with them. And we just like played it off. We were like, this is so fun. And we had an evening and, and just talked and stuff. And when we got home and we closed the door, we both looked at each other and we said, we I, had dinner. We had ice cream for dinner. <laughs> ice cream for dinner. So and good. they had no idea that that was no. our dinner. No, I mean, there was a time where people dropped off some groceries for some yeah. reason. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we didn't tell anybody. Right. They just thought we needed groceries. And you I know. think it's just, it, for me, it also, it, it's been a good lesson that now that we're in a position that we're not as needy, that we um, need to be generous and right. when God calls us to, to prompts, to, prompts us to mm-hmm. give, we might not know why if, you know, maybe we take somebody out to lunch and we have no idea that's their last, they right. weren't planning on a meal. Um, cause I know that couple has no idea that that was dinner for us, but I think it reminds me that right. we, it's our turn, right? Yeah. I remember, uh, so when you're in, on young life staff, uh, you have to raise money. So you have a budget and, uh, young life is funded completely by the local community. There's not a national young life fund or anything. So but the policy in, in Young Life, and it's common, it's not like a secret, but if you can't make raise enough money, you'll go, you're, you'll go in the hole. It's kind of like your bank account. You get overdrawn. Yeah. Um, and so your Young Life account gets overdrawn. And so if it went to more than three months overdrawn, they would reduce your paycheck. Right. Because obviously, I mean, it's kind of helps you too, because you don't want to get so far behind that you can't get out of the hole. Right. And so... It would call, they called it reduced salary. So there were a number of times on Young Life staff that we were on reduced salary, which meant that I was only making 75% of my yeah. full pay. And um, which at some point you're like, man, that's hard. It was hard because, you know, especially if, you, uh, you know, we're taking care of kids. And I think yeah. at that time, I think you weren't working a ton. Right. Um, and we would go to our mailbox even like tonight we walked to the mailbox together so we walked to the yeah. mailbox to check yeah. the mail and there was like money to checks right from people to us specifically well, and mon- they'd be like money orders so we didn't know who they were from many right. times right. we didn't even know and and uh 
again, it just reminds you that if God prompts you to give, maybe you don't have to know why or how it's being used. It's not your money in the first place. Right. But I think it's just been, it's such a blessing to sometimes, I think sometimes too, it's, it was very hard being in those times and, and, but, um, it was also really sweet to really feel God's provision and being in that vulnerable place where he had to provide for you or you didn't, you know, have what you needed. I think that there's, um, there is a, uh, just a, a very um, unique intimacy that you have with God when you're at that vulnerable spot. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, there's tons of stories in the Bible where God provided, right? He mm-hmm. provided provisions, yeah, uh, food, healing, um, you know, feeding the 5,000 or healing uh, the blind or, you know, causing the lame to walk or those kinds of things. I think the part that I really think is, um, hard and also beautiful is the fact that when you're in those places, it feels really dark. Yeah. I mean, especially like if you're like for me being the kind of breadwinner at that time, trying to figure out how to yeah. make more money, but I have this job, I still have to work full time and right. trying to go, well, do I get another job? Do I go work at Starbucks because we need more money? And, and you kind of, you kind of lose, you definitely lose sleep and it's stressful oh, yeah, sure. and it's hard. Yeah. And, and then out of nowhere, God knows your breaking point. Yeah. And he, he's and like, he, I got you. And he steps in. Yeah. And it's never early. <laughs> no, it's never, it's early. never <laughs> like comfortable. No. Um, but the, the beauty of that, I think is that there is this undertow of God's presence. Yeah. Uh, I think when I was younger, I didn't notice it as much as I do now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think as we've, um, we've been married, you know, 33 years this year. Yeah. Um, it's been a, a long time, but I think over those <laughs> 33 years, uh, it's been a run, man. Uh, you know, I think that the, over the, all of those years, there were definitely times when we were younger, when it was like, it's hard. The world was going to end. Yeah. Um, and I think as we've gotten older being empty nesters now, obviously that's this podcast, even when something gets stressful. Yeah. I think we have this, I don't know, more depth of, I think you called it grit too. Yeah. Like a, I, not like a grit, like you're gritting something out and you're doing it all yourself, <laughs> but like a spiritual grit, grit, like a, like I've been here before and it, and and God it didn't provided, kill me and it didn't kill me and God yeah. provided. I've been here before and God provided. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think, uh, just recently I've had a, a job change and God just provided right. like instantaneous. Well, I don't, you you get jobs out of nowhere. You get jobs that don't even exist. And then you get jobs. Like, it's crazy to me. Talk about impossible things. You're like, oh, well, yeah, I don't have a job. But then like two weeks later, you have like another job and it didn't even exist. Like you, I don't even think you've ever applied for a job. <laughs> uh, maybe a couple times. Um, I did remember this one time. Uh, where God provided in job world. So uh, we left Young Life staff. We moved to Portland, no jobs. Hmm. And uh, Multnomah University was looking for an, a dean, an associate dean. And I'd never done so. I've never worked at a university. I thought, man, this would be really cool to work in university. But I'd done Young Life stuff. I'd done right. full-time ministry yeah. for a long time. And uh, I went to this interview to be the associate dean at Multnomah University. 
uh, here in Portland. Yeah. And I was reading this book. We were reading this book oh, called the, the Circle, Circle Maker. The Circle Maker. Oh, so good. And uh, it's such a good book. It's a good book. If you're yeah, Mike Batterson, great book, Circle yeah. Maker. And I could he, read it every year. I think. He, uh, he tells a story. Uh, he basically references the story of Jericho where yeah. they it's an impossible situation. The walls are too right. big. Yeah, the army's too small. Um, and so they march around the march on Jericho. Do something impossible. Seven times, right? right. Like that's a kind of a silly thing for. Yeah. Why would you It's just, a silly thing to try yeah. to overcome a city is just to march yeah. around it. So, so here's, here's me. Here's, this is a funny story. So here's me. I go to my interview. It's in the summer. It's like late July, early August, about this time yeah. last year. Yeah. I, I mean, long time, not last year, but nine years ago in 2014. And, uh, so I come out of the interview and I go, I'm going to walk around the campus seven times. Yep. Like the book, like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> Uh, Did you like, have a trumpet? No, I, that would have been even better. But I walked around the campus. Now, mind you, I just came out of an interview. I do not have athletic shoes on. No, gosh. I'm on. I'm wearing slacks. If people say slacks, I'm wearing nice pants. I'm wearing nice pants and a shirt and a tie. And slippery shoes, probably, and, and right? And dress shoes <laughs> with thin, fun socks. And I start walking around the campus, and it's like 95 degrees. I get to like the third lap. And I'm like, what in the world is I think? <laughs> I'm starting to get blisters. I'm like, this is hard. But I'm like, no, I'm going to finish this. And the moral of the story or the end of the story is that I ended up getting the job. Now, uh, was it because I walked around the campus? No, times? but they might have been scared of you. <laughs> They might have said, we don't hire him. He might come back and Why is he walking around the campus? (laughs) Is he Forrest Gump? What is he doing out there? But I think what I was doing was saying, okay, God, I'm going to do something I read about in the Bible and I'm going to do it now. And it's really just a visible expression of why I think this should be something I want to do. And I'm not saying that God answered my prayer because I walked around the school. But I think there are times when you lean into those places and you actually... To, to deal with the stress, you do some things that you think might kind of mirror obedience. Well, don't you think it wasn't so much about walking around the school, but it was you giving God the control. And that was your way of showing it. And yeah, for somebody but, else, it could have been something else. But for you, in your way, I was like, I'm going to show God that I trust him. Right. And this is how I'm going to show that is by yeah. walking through, around. Yeah. I mean, I think it was... Um, I prayed, you know, the whole time and, and, but I'm like hot and sweaty and all that. (laughs) Um, but I think the the provision of God is not something that he withholds. Mm, Yes. Like, I don't think God's up there going, okay, now I'll give it to him. Right. Oh, they squirmed enough. Yeah. I don't, I don't think God, I don't see that in God's character. I mean, it's like the scripture, you know, why would you give, ask for a loaf and give him a snake? You know, that whole idea, like the good father that wants to provide for his children. I, th- I think that there is a uh, upper stage that's happening where God's doing the things he's doing. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time for the things that he's working on to come into place because maybe there were some other things happening. Maybe we needed to learn something along the way we or, to learn or, or somebody maybe else it just was, wasn't the right time. Right. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right place. Um, you know, there have been tons of jobs I've applied for that I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And then I didn't get it. Sure. You know? So sure. provision is not, I don't, I think if we talk about how God provides, there has to be a surrender mm, to, yeah. to when and how that is. And, it, and it, it, and God knows your breaking point. So yeah. 
now that might seem a little scary and out of the control, but I think those are the times when it was the sweetest. Mm. So I, th- I don't know. That's a well, uh, one perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I want to end this provision conversation on one more story. And that is just, I think that just like God will provide for us in the right time, I think sometimes he's extravagant. Right. And um, I think of like my parents um, were very extravagant and gave us money so that we could put in a pool. Right. And we couldn't put in a pool oh, ourselves. No I mean, we didn't have that kind of money. We didn't have that kind of money and know how or anything. And, um, I think sometimes, uh, it's not just the bare minimum. It's not just an ice cream dinner. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's extravagant and God blesses us extravagantly Mm -hmm. and people give, have given us extravagantly, you know, and to have a pool with our boys at the ages that they were and with young life, um, we have an amazing memories and amazing ministry that that pool enabled us to do. Um, and it was just a pool. But I mean, it, it wasn't food. It wasn't anything that was like super important, <laughs> but I think sometimes provisions can be extravagant. Yeah. There's definitely those moments where you're like, I don't deserve this. Right. I, I don't deserve this. I don't, I didn't do anything. We could have afforded a pool, but your parents were like, you know, we're going to, die and you're going to get inheritance, we might as well help you and enjoy your inheritance with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I mean, it was very thoughtful and beautiful and yeah. it wasn't, um, at the same time, it was so awesome for us. Right. And I think, you know, we didn't, it's not like we needed a pool to exist. No. But that, that pool was like, I think, um, for me, a kind of, a, an Ebenezer of, you know, and the Bible talks about Ebenezer's of these places where God answered prayer or God was celebrated or right, right. something great happened. And yeah. I think that pool was somewhat of an Ebenezer of us doing the work that God wanted us to do. And, and he blessed us yeah. at that moment. And, and I think, again, it goes back to um, if you're able and you have, have the prompting to give and give extravagantly, right. then you get to be on the blessing side of that. So absolutely. Yep. Good. Good words for tonight's episode two of two um, of impossible things. Yeah. So we're going to keep this series going and, and um, you know, if you're out there and you're listening, um, you can give us a review on Apple or Spotify and um, tell your friends if you really like it, follow us, click the follow button and you'll get the latest episode kind of uh, in your feed. Um, We, we, uh, we just like doing this and hopefully it's helpful um, and I will say that if, uh, you're in, if you need prayer for anything or that we are always, uh, open and available so you can, um, send us a message, um, and we'll give you that, uh, it's in our podcast, um, notes. So if there's something that you need prayer for, we'd be happy to pray for you. But Or if there's a topic that we've brought up that you want to talk a little bit more about, we're, we're always willing to do that as well. Right. Well, I think it's time. Closing time. It's closing time. Hey, uh, thanks for coming to and dropping in and being a part of our podcast tonight. Uh, This is my name's Rich, and this is Amy. Thanks for coming. Bye bye.